When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Coghill Golf and Country Club. You guys have heard me talk about them and our partnership for the last few episodes. Really excited to continue to bring additional content from Coghill. We're going to go out there and we're going to talk to their GM. We're going to shoot some more video out there to tell you a little bit about what they're doing to boost public golf in the Chicagoland area. And it's a lot and it's incredible. So if you live in the area or if you're coming in for a visit for a business trip or whatever you're doing, stop by Coghill grab a drink, grab a hot dog. They're known for their hot dogs out there as well as a lot of great golf. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. WorldwideGolfShops.com has everything you could possibly need for your golf game. They've got apparel, accessories, training aids, all their latest equipment. They always have great deals out there too. And so if you've got birthdays coming up or if you just want to pick something up for yourself, be sure to go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today. And last but certainly not least, our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, and Asics Golf have been our partners for the longest out of everybody. They continue to keep me stocked with all the greatest equipment that I could possibly play. I've been playing a lot better, too, so you guys have been following me on social. You've been hearing my woes, but now my success stories, and it helps when you've got the best equipment in the game. So go out and check out what they've got over at Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, and Asics Golf. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, and I'm your host, Adam from Golf Unfiltered. I'm still getting used to not saying golfunfilter.com because we recently shut down the website for very good reason because we're going to focus on this podcast as well as our YouTube channel that I encourage everyone to go out to uh, the Golf Unfiltered YouTube channel and subscribe there. We've got a lot of great videos, including video versions of these podcasts. And so that includes today's guest, which is Stephen Harrison. He is the CEO and founder of Sick Golf, S-I-K Golf. You know them. They're, they're in the bag of Bryson DeChambeau. He just won the match yesterday playing with his partner Aaron Rodgers against uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. It was probably not one of the most exciting versions of the match, but it was still entertaining. Uh, They were out there for a long time, too. But, man, that golf course was incredible. At any rate, before we get going, we're also powered by SecondCityGolf.com. You've heard me talk about that little collective that I do with my friends Bill Bush over at DrivingRangeHeroes.com, as well as Chris McEwen. Uh, Those two guys got a lot of stuff that they got going on as well. Uh, and you know, one of the quick things I want to mention before we get into today's interview with, uh, Stephen Harrison from sick golf, uh, you may have noticed that, uh, I released a book. Well, I re-released a book, the bag room. You've heard me talk about this thing. If you're a longtime listener, I actually read a few chapters of the book in the early, early days of this podcast. And, uh, you know, it's been 10 years since I actually wrote that. And I was going through just some old files on my computer recently, and I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe it's been 10 years since I wrote this thing. And uh, admittedly, the first release that I did 10 years ago, it wasn't received very well. And and quite frankly, I'm not 
too surprised by that. I didn't do a whole heck of a lot of marketing about it. Um, and frankly, it needed a little work. You know, I, I would like to think that I've improved in my writing since then. But, you know, I, I was looking through it and uh, I went back and forth in my mind of do I change this whole thing? You know, I think of anyone who's ever written anything, either for their job or for just pleasure or whatever, you could probably read what you've written a hundred times and want to change it a hundred times. And I made a promise to myself. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. There were a few things I had to tighten up here and there and maybe a couple things I had to omit because times have changed over the last 10 years, admittedly. Uh, and I was, I was so tempted to just rewrite the whole thing, but I was like, no, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let you guys, if you, if you're so inclined to go and pick up a copy of the bag room over at Amazon, it's, it's available exclusively on Amazon. You can get it, uh, in a digital format, or you can pick up a paperback. Uh, and I hope you do. I hope you enjoy it. It tells stories about me growing up at a golf course. It, um, I worked at a private club in my hometown. Um, I call the club a different name in the book, but I think it's safe to say that since the, the country club is no longer around, uh, it was Joliet Country Club. And so uh, if you're familiar with the area, if you've ever played the course, I know there's some people that are local who are listening to this. Uh, that's, that's my story of working at that club for coincidentally about a decade, 10 years. So, uh, go out to Amazon. It's called the bag room. Hope you pick it up. Hope you enjoy it and, uh, reach out to me if you have any questions about it, or if you wanted to just, uh, tell me how bad it was. No, (laughs) well, I guess you could do that too. I'm sure people will have no problem telling me that. Uh, so at any rate, that's my, my shameless plug for something that I've got uh, going on. I'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, in future episodes, but for today, we are focused primarily on Sick Golf again with uh, their CEO and founder, Stephen Harrison. So I hope you enjoy this this conversation. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. Hello to everyone watching on YouTube. Uh, very excited to welcome on Mr. Stephen Harrison. He's the CEO and founder over at Sick Golf. You've probably heard of their putters uh, most recently. Uh, well, I'm sure we're going to talk on about why there is a very high profile name that's been doing pretty well with these putters recently. Stephen, how are you today? I'm doing well. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I had the opportunity to learn a little bit about sick golf recently at the PGA show, uh, virtually, unfortunately, we weren't able to see each other face to face, but, uh, we had the chance to learn a little about, uh, about each other. But for those who might not know the name of Stephen Harrison, why don't you let us know a little bit how you got started in the golf business? Yeah. I mean, I was just a fan, really played golf all my life, started in middle school and, um, uh, a little bit high school. After that, I uh, uh, fast forward past college, uh, opened up a golf shop and had an idea for a putter based on just my own personal use. Um, So uh, during that golf shop, we had a little putting contest. It was Mm -hmm. basically um, 60 or so people. uh, One of the putters that I used walked out one night and the next day had a scramble we were playing in and. Uh, I basically went all up and down the wall trying to find a putter that I would purchase myself from myself. And every one that I hit, you could hear it really high ceilings. It would hop and skip. And I just thought that there had to be a better way. So I started doing some recording and basically logic brought me to this, which was the patented technology, descending loft technology. Um, It's got four degree loft change on the face of the putter. Um, Mm. 
and it basically addresses any player's inability to return the shaft from address back to impact with any consistency. So if you forward press during that stroke and hit it slightly higher on the face, delofting the putter, we have more loft at the top, um, vice versa. If you're adding loft to it with your hands behind, we have less at the bottom. We really want to get you a consistent launch angle. Uh, if you can control the launch, then you should better control your speed. So was that when you, you had mentioned you were trying out putters, trying to find one that fit you the best for your preference, what was the problem that you were observing in your game? Yeah, it was just the, the sound. Um, like I said, it, it, you can hear when the ball comes off correctly. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that you've experienced yourself when you, sometimes you hit a ball and it sounds really smooth and other times you hit it and you, you, it'll sound like it's hopping and bouncing across the green. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the more in tune that you are to it, uh, the more you notice it. Um, so really that was it is what sound first and then really trying to figure out what was going on and then having other people hit, you know, which you see it, you play, you, you go play around a golf. One of your buddies hits a ball and the thing jumps up off of the face and you look at it. Sure. And you're like, oh my gosh. Can't believe that happened. You know, you just, you want to get the ball rolling as soon as possible. So we know that that was a problem. Um, you know, being able to deliver it the same way consistently. Um, so because we know that it's virtually impossible to have that built into the face, it just, it helps everybody roll the ball better. So the, the technology itself, and we should mention that SICK Golf, S-I-K, it's an acronym as I understand it for study in kinematics, if I have that right. You got it. The, the technology of the descending loft concept is an interesting one because as you had mentioned at the top of the face, uh, I, I understand that it's four degrees of loft and then it kind of goes four, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned earlier that that's to get you back to the same address position at impact because most golfers aren't able to do that. Do I, do I have the notion right? Yeah. So wherever it is that you start, if it's, you know, horizontal or is that zero vertical, sorry. Um, how often can a player return it back to the same spot? And using mm-hmm. the technology that we use to measure players, I mean, it was apparent. That it's about, it's less than 20% of the time at a professional level. So most of the guys we work with are tour level. Um, amateurs is far greater. So they benefit mm-hmm. even from it more. Wow, that's incredible. Only 20%. And so yeah. I had the chance to, to kind of play around a little bit. I've got a sick putter here and people on uh, Twitter, you're going to be able to see this here. I don't know how well that's coming across the, uh, the camera there, but the loft itself, I mean, it's not something that you can see, at least I can't see it looking at it, but mm-hmm. certainly if you go to sickgolf.com, you can learn a little bit more about the descending loft technology. And one of the things that you mentioned, Stephen, just now is a golfer may notice that there's an issue when they see the ball hopping off the putter face. Are there other issues that people might notice? Yeah, the sound to where you right. hear it skidding across it. Um, also, de-lofting the putter. A lot of people don't know it, but opens the club face. Mm-hmm. So, uh, adding loft to it hooks it. So either one of those things could also, depending on how much loft you're adding or removing from it, could make it influence direction as well. When golfers go out and uh, for me for example i'll go play maybe once a week twice if i'm lucky Mm -hmm. uh, which may include a driving range stop and golfers want to get the most they can out of the round of golf 
because if they're like us, they don't play that often. You also mentioned, though, that you work mainly with tour level players who play much more often and for a living. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you say that there's a difference between what amateurs are looking for and what pros are looking for? No, I think it's all the same. I mean, everybody wants to get a consistent launch and better distance to true roll. Hmm. That's the beauty of it. Look, I can't go out and hit the ball like Bryson. He's one of the guys that you said we didn't mention any names, but Bryson Shambo is one of the guys that's using our putter right now. There's no way I ever hit it as far as he can. But think about it. Anybody can putt as well as, as a PGA Tour professional. I mean, there's no really physical limitations that prevent us from doing that, so. Right, right. And Bryson's one of the players that, you know, certainly at the time of this recording, the match was just played yesterday. He was victorious with Aaron Rodgers uh, as his partner against Phil and Tom Brady. And Bryson is certainly known for his distance, but he's a hell of a putter, too. I mean, he's one of the best on tour. And uh, I mean, let's face it. He's also got that persona where he's the scientist. He's always looking at numbers. He's, He's tracking everything you can possibly track. What's it like to work with a guy like that? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it's exciting really to be able to talk to somebody that wants to know as much about it as I do. You know, Mm. a lot of golfers that we work with, they're like, look, put us in the right thing and we hope it works or, you know, you do your thing. Bryson's exact opposite. He likes to go down rabbit holes, you know, try and figure things out on his own. Um, And yeah, so to work with him on the technology, we both learned a lot from each other. So it was really, uh, it's been a pleasure working with him. When a player like him of his caliber, and there aren't many of his caliber, but when they come to you and they're asking for certain things, obviously you mentioned just a few that are similar between pros and amateurs, mm-hmm. but was there anything that stuck out or is there anything that's, that's, uh, you know, sticks out speaking with the highest level players that they're looking for? Uh, yeah, just like I said before, the, as long as your equipment is set up, uh, and gives you the best possibility. You know, I, I really think thinking about that question that the difference in professionals versus amateurs is the work that they do on the green. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. ever really see amateurs practicing, right? They're always right. going to the range and hitting other things. So to have a good routine that you can do it after your putters, obviously properly set up for you. Um, and, and it's really noticeable. I mean, when you're working on those types of drills, distance control becomes apparent whether or not you can accomplish these things or not. Uh, A lot of the times it's related Mm -hmm. to the equipment. You know, I once was told uh, by a tour player once that everyone on tour can hit it a mile. Uh, You know, everyone is deadly accurate with their irons, wedges, whatever. And really what it all boils down to is a putting contest at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. You know, so to your point, why not get the best fitting putter for you? And and what Sick Golf offers is a technology that certainly is patented. It's not found anywhere else. And it's a unique idea to combat some of the things that you just mentioned. And we should talk a little bit about the putters themselves, of course, where, yeah. you know, as I understand it, they're 100% milled out of 303 stainless, or is it stainless steel? Yep, yeah, 303 stainless steel. We also use a 304 and sometimes a carbon, depending on the, we're going to color finish, but not very often. You also offer a lot of different head shapes. I know the one that I just showed. No, I'll bring it up here again for the viewers here. It's it's the pro shape, which I prefer more of like, you know, the typical answer or Newport style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you offer other head shapes as well. Is that right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have five other heads, I believe, in the lineup. 
Um, and then the hosels are interchangeable. So you can get, I believe with our component cart, there are over 150 different options. Hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. And I'm looking at the website again right now, listeners, it's sickgolf.com. You've got the five head shapes there. You've got the pro Joe DW, which assumes, I mean, that means double wide. I'd imagine it looks Mm -hmm. like kind of like a hybrid, uh, blade mallet. You've got the show and then the flow. And what's interesting too, is that you also offer a line of arm lock putters, which Mm -hmm. has been uh, met with some controversy and a lot of excitement too. How, how has that been going for you guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll try and do something about it now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I really don't want to comment on that, to be honest. Sure. No, I understand. Not, yeah. They're going to be able to do it. Uh, I mean, USGA will really do whatever they want, but um, it, it, I mean, it is a huge benefit to some players. I mean, if you can't control wrist motion or breakdown, I mean, they also have, we do wrist lock also. Mm-hmm. Um but every one of the putters that we build, we can build in either standard or arm lock or wrist lock, however you want it. It's just a matter of what hosel we use with our arm lock putters. We have the hosel. Um, the loft is actually milled into the hosel. Oh, that's interesting. That's something that's got to be u- unique to you guys as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I haven't really paid too much attention to other bet and I'm thinking, mm. no, um, I'm not really sure of the other companies uh, other than Cobra now, who's now offering a putter. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Cobra because you've got a exciting piece of information that yeah, I know you wanted to share and that you've partnered with Cobra. What what are the details of the partnership and what can we expect to see? Yeah, so they have a partnership with them using Descending Loft technology, um, putting it on an insert on the face of their lineup of putters. So they have a vintage series that is a, it's more of their traditional looks. And then they have... Um, a 3d printed version, which is, it's, it's really, truly amazing what they can do with MOI on a lot of these putters. Mm-hmm. So I know that they, they started, uh, I believe they hit stores early June, like the fourth. So take a look at those. If there's not something in our lineup <clears throat> that, that fits your eye, there's, there's the Cobra putters are really attractive as well. The 3d printing, thing is still something that just confuses the heck out of me but I, i'm just amazed at what people can actually make with these things and, and certainly putters you know they're somewhere in the middle i would imagine of what people are able to invent with 3d 3d fitters but the uh, putters but the um the technology is incredible mm-hmm. and and the descending face technology you've mentioned it a few times and certainly i've noticed how the distance control uh improves you you notice that it, the putts just roll out a little bit more, and we've all had that experience where wow, just one or two more rolls that that thing's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the biggest benefits that I saw using it in my testing from voice of customer feedback, and I'm not talking you know tour players, but I'm talking just average guys like me. What are some of the things that you're hearing? Yeah, same thing. I, I think that everybody is really amazed with the roll. It's the same story that we get over and over again. Uh, about how well it comes off of the the face of the putter. Now, look, uh, you can get a traditional putter to roll the same way. I'm certain mm-hmm. of it because we all have done it. But it's the two or three times during that round where it's you don't deliver the shaft. The same loft changes. Ball doesn't end up getting there. That's the difference at tour level, you know, making or missing a cut or even winning a tournament. 
Yeah, it certainly is. And now you've got a number of players on tour, mm-hmm. uh, various tours who play sick putters. But my understanding is you don't pay any of them to play it. Is no, that right? That's right. No sponsorships or um, paid play. You know, we that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, if the putter works, right? Right. Well, that's the proof in the pudding there. I mean, if they're willing to do it and these get these people are getting offered millions mm-hmm. to play other things, but they want to go with the equipment that they're going to win with. And I think that's a testament to the technology that you've uh, developed. Yeah, you got it. It's been, you know, we have 15 wins on the PGA Tour now, um, which is amazing. The major with Bryson with the U.S. Open, but mm-hmm. also Brendan Todd, when he did the back-to-back almost three in a row. He was using the putter as well. Lonto Griffin's one with it on tour. Mike Wasaki, he's uh, man, what a great story for a Monday qualifier. And yep. to be able to go and play, it's just unbelievable. We didn't even know. He got he bought that putter from one of his buddies out of a garage. We didn't even know. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was really, they keep popping up all over the place. And it's just, you know, being a player and seeing – of past and seeing how it is that all these guys are doing with it. I mean, it's really, it's unbelievable stories. Yeah. And and it just seems like every time a new tournament comes through, I'm seeing more and more of your head covers in players bags and it's incredible. Uh, Golf digest, hot list gold, Mm -hmm. by the way. I mean, kudos to you for doing that. And it's just an amazing story where, you know, the one club that we hit on every single hole and as you had mentioned earlier, if anything, if you're going to get for any, fit for anything, mm-hmm. you know, maybe golf ball, but then number two should probably be your putter. It, it's just amazing how much you guys have grown in su- such a short time. Where, where's the limit for you guys? Is there a limit? No, I mean, we'll, as long as people keep trying it and and uh, putting them in play, we'll, we'll we will continue to do what we're doing. You know, look at what's coming up to really exciting things with Bryson being in the Olympics, which is mm-hmm. unbelievable and. And then Ryder Cup, it's going to be so such an experience. Oh, absolutely. You're going to see that SIK acronym on putter head covers all over TV, and if you haven't already. And that just made me think of something, too, Stephen. So word of mouth, we all know that that's the best form of marketing. Mm-hmm. These tour players talk to one another. They play with each other's you know, golf clubs all the time in practice rounds. I'd imagine that word of mouth from player to player is a pretty big deal for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's really how it is it, that people are finding out about it. Um, I mean, we're not we're not very big, um, a very small company. You know, we, as you said before, we manufacture everything out of St. Petersburg, Florida. Hmm. Uh, you know, all of them are hand touched by. Uh, you know, I don't know one of our employees that's not an avid golfer and absolutely loves what it is that they do for a living. You know, so it's. Yeah, once once you find out about it and word spreads, something that works. Yeah, I mean that's just continue to grow like that. That's that's incredible. So uh, being the CEO and founder, I mean obviously this is your baby. This is something that you want to see grow even more. Yeah. What excites you the most about what's going on right now? Yeah, just watching the success that players are having using the product. You know, everybody that I mean, we're all very similar. And, you know, we're all going to have the same problems. If it works for one, more than likely it's going to work for the others. And so to see it and how it is that it's helped Bryson, I mean, when we met him, just to use him as an example, he was outside of the top 200 in putting 
he was using a standard length putter and was really lost is what his to quote him um Mm -hmm. and to watch what he did over a couple of years to do that to to go into the top 10 in putting is just amazing so it's um yeah and then like i said to watch the lonto story again and and brendan todd Mm -hmm. it just that's amazing work yeah it truly is and it's a testament not only to the dedication that those players have to put in to better themselves, but they, they have the choice again of any equipment company out there, any yeah. single one. And some of the best players that you've just mentioned, including quite frankly, the hottest player on the planet right now is using yeah. your putter. So I think that's a testament to what you guys have done. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we've been very fortunate, lucky to be there. Well, keep it up. And once again, listeners, that's Mr. Stephen Harrison. He's the CEO and founder of Sick Golf. You can go out to sickgolf.com today to learn a little bit more about everything that they offer. Uh, Take it from me, too. I mean, I've tried it. I'm going to continue to do a few uh, test rounds with it. Just gives me more excuses, Stephen, to get out of the golf course. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. But I'm going to continue to play around with it and see uh, additional benefits, hopefully, for my game as well. So uh, before we let you go, Stephen, last question I like to ask often uh, anything new coming up that you want to, you know, tease or anything that you can uh, let our listeners know to keep an eye out for? Yeah, we have a couple of new shapes that are going to be coming up, coming out pretty soon. Um, probably early fall. Uh, really something that is unique to the market and is going to be really customizable. So yeah, keep nice. your eyes for that. We will definitely keep our eyes peeled. And once again, listeners, it's sickgolf.com, S-I-K-golf.com. Stephen, thanks so much for coming on the show to tell us your story. Thanks, Adam. Really appreciate it. You have a good one.